Yo, what's up? It is episode 23 of the Alex and Koku podcast. Yes, sir. Our Jordan episode. I'm balling on Shout you. Shout out Miley. Shout out Mike Will made it. Mike Yo, Will. We Mike made Will. it. We here. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know what it is, man. It's your boy, young, young Alex, young Alu, young half of Alex and Koku podcast. Happy to be here. Uh, the most glorious co-host I could ever ask for. And uh, wow. I hope you guys know who it is. I'm going to be a little, little humble. I, I, okay. I, hope, I hope you guys know who it is. It's me, Koku Asumwa. Um, young. Yo, young, is that DJ Zucchini? Oh, shoot. <laughs> you know, I don't know what. Forget the Koku. This is DJ Zucchini. I'm, I'm being bold. I'm being brash. I'm out here. We doing it. Zucchini, switch your hands up. You heard? Forget pickles. Zucchinis all day. Zucchini gang. <laughs> and we, got a, we, got a, we got a special guest, man. We got a special guest on the podcast today. Our first repeat guest. Ooh. Jay, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, at Jay Tullius on everything. You know what I'm saying? It's your boy, Julius Tunstall. Coming back again to meet with my brethren, uh, Alex and Koku. So honored to be here today. Happy to have you here. Yo, we are, yeah, man. We are blessed and highly favored to have you in our presence. He's Rant Allen. <laughs> Yo, yeah. truly, truly, the legend. Well, y'all know how we start every episode. If you've been listening, and even if this is your first time, you better know how we start every episode. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> that is not fair. <laughs> it's like the first day of college when you got to test the first day. Oh, uh, so so intimidating. I feel like uh, no one prepares you for your first, unless you go to like one of those um opening ser- seminars, things like that. Like you're not prepared for your first day of college. I was so late to my class, my English, my comp 101 class. I walked in, it's like, oh, you must be Kaku. I was like, first off, it's Koku. <laughs> <laughs> I had to sit down in the back of the classroom, my freaking huff socks and my dumbass hoodie. It was weird. Oh man, bring back bad memories. Kaku, that's, that's disrespectful. Disrespectful. Yeah, what we what we talking well, about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, was, uh, <laughs> I wanted to get into what we've been listening to. Ah, what we've been spinning. JT, as our first return guest, would you like to kick it off? For sure, uh, man. I've been listening to. So I have this playlist that I put together for um, the album um, that I'm working on in process of demoing. And I've just been listening to uh, just a lot of stuff for that. And I mean, it's a lot of, you know, Donny Hathaway, Anderson, Anderson Pac, you know, saying, yeah, man, it goes all over the place. Uh, to folk music and everything. I think a song that I, you know who I've really been bumping a lot, a lot, a lot? It's Solange. I have Ooh. been listening to so much Solange, bro. Like, 
it makes me like I sing Solange around my house all the time right now. Like it's like all like it's everything for me right now. Just the way she put that those two albums, I see the table and um what's the other album? Uh what's the name of that? I never I never remember the name of that album. I know. See the table <laughs> when I get home. When I get, when I get home. home. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I get home is cool because of all the scents and stuff that she used on that, like all the programming and stuff that she does on that album. True. Um, but Solange has been like, for me, creatively, she's been, I just listening, listening to a black queen, bro. Just, you got oh, to. She's, man. she's so dope. Bro, the Damn, world. She's dude, so dope. Like she's, man, it's been everything for me. That's, yeah. So Solange is probably top, top right now. For sure. I think one of my favorite Solange songs of all time is that that joint she did with Blood Orange. That like, tell me the truth, boy, am I so good? Wow, so yes, good. Dude. Oh my god, Oof. Blood Orange produced her last true album, like that whole album. Mm. Uh, Devonte Hines did uh, the album before I see the table. Okay, that whole uh, Blood Orange produced. Shout out to Fonte Hines, man. It's super dope. Out like I, on the visuals too, like his videos wild. Yeah, he's crazy. He's up there, bro. Man. What about y'all? Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh man. Well, uh, let's see. Uh so it's that time of the year, and just a, a little sneak peek for where where we're gonna be heading. Um, so I've been like starting to put together my, my favorites lists of the year, favorite albums, favorite songs. And so I've just been really bumping through, uh, the past few days, been bumping through my favorite songs of 2020 playlist, uh, which is now it's something like, I don't know, like 150 some deep, but, uh, it's I mean it's it's full of everything. There's some there's some JT on it. Uh not Timberlake, Julius Tunstall. Mm. Recognize the name. Uh what else we got on here? Some some Jamila Woods, some some West Side Gun, Freddie Gibbs, Bad Bunny, Tame Impala, uh some some Taylor the Block. Mm. He just dropped his EP, by the way. Manke. If y'all know what it is. Oh, damn. I was, I thought it was manic this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I thought it was like along those lines. Like, oh, he's like going on a psyche. He's on like, he's on a different level. Yo, I might, he just dropped his new EP, Mayonnaise. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I've been bumping that. um, And I know we're going to get into uh, some of our favorite songs of the year during this episode, but uh, yeah, just just I feel like it's been you know kind of cool because this has been such a weird year, and I feel like I haven't had I've probably had more time to listen to music than ever, but I feel like I've kind of been like not listening to it as much as I have, mm-hmm. uh, and so it was interesting just to think about like oh these are the songs that like. You know, they they tend to be attached to sort of these like bigger, weird moments during the year, which is why they're like so rem- uh, so memorable for me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I got. Damn. 
Damn. It's a dope stuff. Um, Damn. For me, Steve Lacey just dropped some tracks to Lo-Fi's. Been playing that. Ooh. Smooth tunes. I love Steve Lacey's production. It's just like cool stuff to listen to when you're just vibing. Um, I was listening to My Morning Jacket. Um, they have The Waterfall 2. Their follow-up from The Waterfall 1, I think, in 2016 or 2017, which is pretty dope. Um, then there was one more. Let me see if I can find it. Um, oh, yeah. I was listening to <laughs> Dell, the Funky Homo Sapien, and I was just going back listening to some old West Coast hip-hop, and he has a track that is so problematic. It's called Dark Skin Girls. <laughs> and oh, like, wow. you think that's like, oh, oh no. like he's hyping up Dark Skin Girls, which is great. We love to hear it. We love to hear a woman of color being amplified. But the way he talks about like skin women in there, it's so terrible. I could not listen. I had to like roll my windows up. Oh, I was no. like, this is, this is not acceptable. This is bad. <laughs> like, this is really oh, like... No. I felt offended. Like, I was like, this is not cool. Some of the most heinous things I've ever heard. So I had to skip that track because it was Bruh, do we gotta do we gotta hold an intervention for this man? Yeah, you gotta call him up. Like <laughs> that came out like what, probably late nineties, ninety-eight, but we had to travel back in time to like we stop him from recording that. Bruh, come on, man. Track, dog, stop the track. Stop, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> bust out a still yo, yo, yo. yo hey, cut it, cut it off, dog. Hey. Kill that noise. I think on the well, yo, <laughs> crazy when you realize when you listen to a song that you listen to when you're like younger, or songs from the, even songs from like ten years ago, like you're in like middle school, jump like that, and you're just like listening to it, and you're like, hold on one second, <laughs> did he just? Yeah, bro. Wait, hold on, and I was I was screaming this at twelve years old, beating my chest, thinking that I was <laughs> about that life, when really, right, I'm doing. Yeah, that's, that's a ten-year charge. That's a no. <laughs> not only that, but it's like wow, how problematic can you be? Yeah, human to right. Be- I remember I was listening back to uh, Lean Back, mm-hmm. Fat Joe, Terror mm-hmm. Squad, <laughs> and the laziest thing, dude. I forgot. I forgot about the verses in that song, bro. Like I just forgot. He drops like a like a gay slur at one point. And I was like, "Come on, man! I forgot. I forgot." This is how hip hop hip hop was, still is at some level. But yeah, that was crazy. It's terrible. I think even recently, back on Meek Mill's album, Rick Ross used a derogatory term. Derogatory term. Mm. And I'm pretty. Rick Ross has always been like, even with the. Um, the the that line where he's like um put something in a drink she didn't even know it line like Rick Ross should be like held accountable for the I mean he lost his deal yo. but I feel like he needs a little more like yo you're a grown man you're forty he you should know by now yeah right. do you have a do you right. have a phone do you do you speak to people that yeah. like have you learned from our brethren <laughs> that just keep talking that yes like okay. what. What avenues does it go through, which makes it on a commercial project? Like, how is that possible? Yeah, bro. It's terrible. 
Koku, if you or I were in the like, you know, control room making a beat for somebody, <laughs> immediately, <laughs> like you know that, that Boondocks episode where it was like, <laughs> if we all die, <laughs> we all going through it, and then there's one dude in the back is like, uh-uh, nah, I ain't doing that. It's like, well, except. <laughs> 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 you know, that's me. I'm that dude in the back. Like, Honestly, I'm, I'm not. Hey. Doing that. Hey, stop that. <laughs> it doesn't have to be this way. Immediately. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, bro. There there are a few uh there are a few of our brethren that, that need to be collected mm-hmm. <laughs> immediately. Oh my gosh. Well, yo, Jay, this uh this episode. It's actually your idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, you had hit you had hit us up uh probably about a month or so back, and you were like, yo, what about like what are the songs that like niggas love? We don't know why we love them. <laughs> like <laughs> why <laughs> do black people love these songs so much? And it's like typically like songs that you wouldn't expect us to really be into that like we go hard for. Like we know every word. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would love to just get into that today. Like what are some songs that y'all love? But you're like, yo, why do I love this song so damn much? Exactly. Yeah. It's like. It all sprouts from like me sitting with with my wife one day and uh, I just I was like, you know what? Some song, some joint came on and I was like, I freaking love this song. And I was like, you know, what's crazy. A lot of black dudes like this song, I'm pretty sure. And I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Funny enough, it was on Koku's story. He posted it one day. He posted Rather Be by Clean Bandit. Mm. And I said, I love this song. (laughs) I don't like, know what it is. It's, I, it's a moment. I, at my friend's, <laughs> my, my homie Michael's, at his, like, uh, I think his 23rd birthday party, he had one of his, one of a close friends of ours, who's also a musician, Bree, play that song on the guitar for him. <laughs> and every, everyone was black there. And niggas was vibing. It was just so good. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you, I would wake up every day, and my like, you know, my alarm would go off for work, and it'd be like, no, 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 no place to rather be. Like, you know, I'm about to have a good day. Oh, instantly. Good. Oh. <laughs> oh, instantly. So good. Yeah, it's play so that. damn good. That club and see, and just see every black dude just stare, <laughs> and just be like, Bye. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh my god. I, I don't know where that because I don't think I like I wasn't like no one no one black told me it's like hey yo this song's fire I just like I don't know it was just a collective decision that happened like no one had to like like hype this song up to me or no one had to like sh- like show me it like it's I wasn't they weren't playing at the cookout or anything but right. like yeah. something just came to me <laughs> yeah I got some of those too I got some of those where the sneak tips like. Where it's played at the uh-huh. cookout, you don't know it's a white person. You just 
expect this person to be black because it's played at the cookout. Mm-hmm. Then you see a music video. I'm like, who is that? Who's who's lip singing to that song? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the one that uh, the one that came to mind for me was uh, frig, what was it? A thousand miles. Oh, Vanessa Carlton. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god. It actually it took everything within me not to just start busting out that verse right there. <laughs> Do you think that spawned from white girls or you think black people loved it before that? Nah, I think white like the the white chicks movie White chicks, my bad. Made made it like super hot like Terry Crews doing that junk, but for some reason I mean, I knew the song from like my childhood. Mm-hmm. Like I was definitely one yeah. of the like, I mean, there was a TikTok craze, you know, like, it's like, are you black? You know, like, answer me these questions. And that song was on there. Like, so maybe. Of course. It, maybe it maybe it was like, I for me, I, I felt like it was spawned from the movie. But at the same time, maybe, <laughs> maybe when people were bumping that song at the cookout, like, cookout before we knew it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I remember, Sarah, so I, I remember the scene of White Chicks, but then also there's this iconic video of the, uh, usa men's basketball team i think it was on a bus or a plane and they all started singing it i think it was like uh like carmelo anthony and uh, who else was in that video oh my gosh but it's like it is iconic like the whole joint they're just like all singing it at the top of their lungs it's it's one of my favorites i gotta check that out Is, is it you think you can still find it online Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's definitely out there. I must look for it. I think collectively. Yeah, it was like it was Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, Carmelo. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. I, I think collectively, black people decided to to big up Haley Williams with Paramore. Yes. I think yes. I, I don't know where that came <laughs> from. I didn't even know it because I was when I first found out about her. I was still young. I think I was in eighth grade. So I was about um, 12 or 11. And I went back to Maryland for the summer. And I remember my cousin who just got his license was like playing Paramore. I was like, what is this? Put on Big Sean. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, trust me. You got to diversify. This is it. And like my sister was like feeling it too. Like I was like, okay, this kind of, this kind of rocks. This is, this is good. <laughs> but then I come to find out like every other black person loved Paramore. Dude, B.O.B. knew, bro. When he threw her on airplanes, he was like, man, he's going to hit. He's going to hit with the blacks. Yeah, B.O.B. Yeah, was like a whole a whole movement for every weird black kid. It was like B.O.B., Kid Cudi. Because mm-hmm. we, yeah. we all knew that we loved alternative music. For some reason, people didn't want us to, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. which is a whole nother conversation. But like, like we knew that we loved alternative music, rock music, folk music, all that stuff. Totally. Was, uh, I think one of the reasons Kid Cudi resonates with all of us so much is just because we all saw like, that's who we are. Like he's he's collabing with MGMT. He's collabing with um, uh, Ratatat. You know, he's collabing with yeah. like all these people that were like Grizzly Bear, and you mm-hmm. know, and so yeah. Yeah, Halo Williams, bro. Like, I remember hearing That's What You Get. I was in, like, sixth or seventh grade and just being like, 
in my feelings. In my <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get when you so good. Like I don't. Hmm. I think the first cover I learned to play with my band was only exception. Mm. Like one of the first for sure. I I, I think it's great because even though so, even those songs sound like they can um break genre boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like I think when I first experienced that was like I've talked about it a couple of times when Charles Gambino was rapping over indie beats. Even when um Kanye West was rapping over um um Peter Bjorn and mm. that um that that whistle song like that stuff like even artists mm-hmm. then they knew they knew how much like indie rock and rock and I guess I mean because like I guess since black people kind of started rock they knew how much it intersected with hip hop and stuff and I guess some of those elements in that song resonated with us. That's my best <laughs> um, analyst of why we are so drawn to it. No, for sure. Like <clears throat> Alex and I have talked about Tony Hawk. Like Tony Hawk Pro Skater, <sighs> literally so for the entire Black generation. Like uh, if you so were so good in the late '80s to early '90s, and you played Tony Hawk Pro Skater, you literally learned who Rage Against the Machine was. I'm like you were like, true what is this? Like you know, like I remember playing that joke with my friends and just being like the whole soundtrack still to this day i was like start screaming like like, (laughs) tony hawk put all of us on at a young age bro like dude shout out kareem campbell Woo! (laughs) (laughs) my favorite thing i saw on twitter is when um was that picture and it was like me when i had to kill tony hawk in the race war and it was like tears to his eye holding a gun (laughs) <laughs> Tony Hawk replies like, "Oh, thank you for the hesitation." <laughs> oh yeah, I did. <laughs> My favorite favorite picture because like everyone, we Tony Hawk is a a black icon at this point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, true, true. Tony Hawk. Oh my God, Macklemore. <laughs> they all say they saved black people. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Yeah, that man. Uh, that man. That man. Jack Harlow is trying to trying to get the crown. <laughs> He's trying to place trying to place his foot in history. <laughs> uh, Jack Harlow, like, there's something about me, like something about him makes me want to throw up. But at the same time, there's something about him that makes me want to dap him up and hug yeah. him. Be like, bro, that through the night beat is crazy. Like, why'd you have to go so hard? Oh my god. Through the night beat with the you don't have to call, not Usher sample, but Charles Gambino sample on it. Something crazy, something I didn't expect to see on a major song, but I'm happy I saw it. So good. So good. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. So so what what are your favorite songs of this past year? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I want to know because I feel like I might have, <laughs> but I might just have songs that I've been playing on repeat for the past couple weeks. That might be my best way to, you know, attack this topic. Yeah, that's a good. It's a, it's a good question. Uh, I think for me, one of the songs that definitely stands out 
is a uh, no name song 33 mm-hmm. that was a just a moment uh, a moment in time a conversation starter uh the perfect the perfect response slash statement in the midst of that uh in the midst of that time uh so that's definitely on there i think that uh 327 west side gun joey mm-hmm. badass tyler is just a, it's a classic just a, a clash of the titans yes um and then the other song i'll call out and i want to i want to hear some of y'all too um but i think one of the songs that uh one of the songs that i really loved was a uh, shamika by fiona apple mm-hmm. um where the, the story is super cool because she's essentially just talking about like going to, I think she went to like, I think she went to school in New York and as like this little girl growing up, uh, you know, like she would get bullied and stuff. And there was this black girl who was a few years older than her name, Shamika, who like stood up for against the bullies and then told her like, yo, you got potential. Like, why are you letting them mess with you kind of thing? And so Fiona writes this, song that's like uh shamik what is it uh damn i'm forgetting the the hook um but it's been a while but that's a good one bro right such a sweet story yeah it's i mean it's like such a it's so cool because um yeah so she's like the whole chorus is pretty much just like shamika said i have potential um and then uh it's fun because Shamika didn't know, like they hadn't connected in years, like since since they went to school together. And Shamika had heard about the song because one of their teachers growing up, like listened to Fiona's Fiona's album and was like, oh my gosh, like Shamika, Fiona wrote this song about you. And then they ended up connecting. They actually made a song together uh, pretty recently that released like a few weeks back. Uh, where Kashamika raps, and so oh. she actually got Fiona to hop on the hook, and it's just a, it's super like it's such a cool story, like I one of those that. like feel good moments. Oh wow! I I because I, I know you've been hyping up um, Fiona Apple's latest project. Uh, I dropped was it before quarantine or just when it started? It dropped like right at the right at the start of quarantine, and she okay. actually made she recorded the album like in her home. Like you can hear like pots and pans and like dogs barking on the album. Like it's pretty tight. Yeah. So I I definitely want to check it out. I know I always said like oh yeah I was going to, but like that's that story is just too wholesome not to like <laughs> hear it for yourself. Yeah, it's fun. There's a lot of really interesting songs on that album. There's another one called Under the Table. Uh, where she's essentially just talking about like this dinner party that she gets taken to. And like, I think it's like the guy that she's with or whatever is sort of like, yeah, I want you to kind of be on your best behavior kind of thing, mm-hmm. like kicking her under the table to sort of be on her best behavior. And so the whole song is just her being like, no, nah, like I'm not conforming to like who you want me to be kind of thing. So there's a lot of like the, the sounds on it are very uh, like disorienting and eclectic at times, but like, her voice comes through just like crystal clear and like the messages in the songs are like super clear too. So it ends up being just like a, a really solid project that way. 
How about y'all? Um, I'm gonna see if I can throw out a few. I was really feeling. I think I have one. Um, I'm like hella stalling. Um, shoot, (laughs) I don't know. Most of the stuff I've been listening to, or like that really resonates with me, came out late. Um, last year. Um, I know I was really liking uh, Porches, their project that came out, I think it was the beginning of the year. And they have a song at the top of the album um, called Patience. It's a really smooth tune. Um, Not too much going on. Um, There's a beat change that kind of swells in the Simpson drums, but other than that, it's just some um, smooth tunes, smooth voice, really dope. Um, you might have to come back to me. <laughs> I'll give you that one. <laughs> JT, <laughs> take good, it from bro. here. <laughs> uh, yeah, bro. For me, it's been it's been a weird year for music because honestly, I knew going into this year that I wanted to record a full album again. But like, I mean, I've talked to Alex about this recently and and Coco, you and I have talked about music some over this, like, since we met. And uh, mm-hmm. and I, for me, I've just been, I was in a slump for a while. And then when we made the last podcast, I kind of started feeling creative again um, and really stuck. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I think this year has been just such a cool year for me to listen to music as a whole and, like, learn people's hearts behind it or, like, have my own idea of what people's hearts are behind the music. And I think for me... I just want anything that'll inspire me. So like this year, a huge inspiration was Lockdown by Anderson Pack. That song was literally the first time I heard it. I cried my eyes out because um, in the midst of like protests and stuff going on, like um, my dad is a cop. So my perspective on uh, like police, and all that stuff is like just now getting to the point to where I feel like I'm starting to see the big picture because I was raised by a police officer. And so like, and I've talked to people about this a few times, but like, like lockdown, like I know for me, like I've always been a black man and I can't change that. There's no changing who I am. And like, I'm feeling like I want to stand up for black people in a huge way, but I've never in my life been a person that um, felt the need to march or whatever like you know i like i knew that music was my voice and standing up for black people and showing people that we got more to say and there's more to us and we're humans too and that we matter and like in a huge way so lockdown by anderson pack when that joke came like bro just thinking about it like you should have been downtown the people rising like just the whole song and then like Speaking of the COVID, is it still going around? Like just the realizing the full picture of there's this huge virus going on right now, but also our people are hurting. So we got to do some shit about it. You know what I'm saying? And so it's that song is number one on my list right now. Um, yeah, Lockdown. Uh, I mean, there's a there's a few songs that came out this year that I love, but Lockdown was like one that I went to over i still like i think right before y'all got on the call it went from lockdown to that stevie song that was playing <laughs> like, <laughs> so. 
Are there uh, are there any songs that y'all are like, you know, I I didn't expect to like this song as much as I did. Um, I think for me it was um, Giveon. I didn't expect to like um, like I want you as much as I did. Uh, I saw him getting, and something something that I do is like when I see an artist like start bubbling up to the surface, always like assume that they're not as good as everyone says. And it's very like just self-deprecating like on my like music taste and like other things like that. But I think that song came up on my daily mix once. And I was like, this is absolutely amazing. This is one of the smoothest things I've heard. And it's so deep, so beautiful. I was watching the the genius um lyric breakdown like a couple of days ago and like he was saying oh this isn't like a perspective from a breakup i had it's like from a friend's and mm. to still convey mm-hmm. that much emotion even though it's not even your not breakup you. yeah so it was so amazing it's like man this guy talented writer talented singer he was saying he got a lot of inspiration from fake ocean and you could definitely see it in the writing um, yeah i think that's one for me yeah, that's a that's a good one. That's a real good one. I think uh the song that comes to mind for me is uh BTS Dynamite. Ooh. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it on a commercial, yo. <laughs> I heard that joint on a commercial and I was like, oh my god, like <laughs> it's so fun. And it's just so like so funky. Like I've never been like a, a BTS fan or really like gotten into any of their music, but like that song just it caught me. Like I really? can't get away from it. Yeah. So good. <laughs> I, I gotta check it out. <laughs> see, see, like, <laughs> I wish you guys could see the joy on Alex's face when he said it because that's just like brightened up his day like oh my god both JT and Alex is like full smiles bro that song there's there's always a pop song that comes out every year that I in my in my head I'm like that's almost a perfect that is a perfect pop song oh wow so yeah what makes you beautiful a few years ago was like the first one where I started realizing it mm-hmm. like, uh Baby, and light up my world like nobody. Like, when yeah, I heard, like, yeah. this is fire. And then another one that me and Tiff, like, always bring up every time we go anywhere, and like, we need to pick me up. Sorry Not Sorry, I think, is the perfect pop song. Mm-hmm. Like, same chord, same four chords, but it doesn't feel like it. Like, it's, uh, baby, I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. But Dynamite was this year's. When I heard that song, I literally was like, I hate myself for how much I love this song. <laughs> how much I love it, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, uh, it's ridiculous. I don't know how many, how many, how many dudes are in that damn band, but, like, <laughs> they all body that shit. <laughs> like, oh, then my it God, it's so good. Uh, let's see. A song that I didn't expect to like. Oh yeah, didn't expect to like. <laughs> oh man. So Ethan Gruska is Phoebe Bridges' uh, 
producer, one of our producers slash co-writers. Um, he has a song called Dialing Drunk that I literally, it's just piano and his vocal. And it's just him <laughs> just getting to the bottom of that drink and you sitting there in your feelings and he's like alone. <laughs> it's, so, it's so like intimate because it's just him on piano, like just a light piano and just him singing. And his voice is like a super tenor voice. Uh, gorgeous. One of the prettiest songs I've heard in the last few years, just because mm. he's just like pleading and just wants to tell this like this uh, this person who was his partner, um, like that you're you're more than any, like you're more than anything. Oh. And like I'm such a sucker for like that kind of stuff. And it's just like, <laughs> but the way that song is constructed, I'm just like, oh, why do I love this song so much? It's just like piano and his voice. And y'all should definitely check it out. Dialing Drunk. Ethan Grusco is on his album On Guard. Very, uh, you can tell that he's like just a producer first. You can tell when albums are done by producers that are good songwriters. And it's just like they got to just throw stuff at the wall. Damn. My friend played me um, a song by Billy Eilish's brother, Finn. Phineas. Phineas. Yeah, I, I forgot what it was called, but it was super dope. Super dope. I, I, I love hearing like the producers and writers release their own songs because it's just a whole different feel. It's like amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's he's ridiculous. Phineas is like dude. Billy one. just released a song. Oh yeah, she did. That song is crazy. Yeah, that <laughs> song is so good. Therefore, I am. Uh, mm-hmm. That one's super fun. That's definitely, definitely on my list of like favorites for the year. I, I definitely slept on Billie Eilish too. I don't think I slept. I just didn't know who she was for the longest. It didn't, it didn't reach me for a while. Um, until like probably a little bit after, uh, like that "Don't Smile at Me" EP came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After that, that's when I started hearing her name more. Then I heard "Ocean Eyes." I was like, all right, this is. Right, it's, it's over. It's done. It's done. <laughs> it's done for. Yeah, talk about talk about uh completely changing the way people look at the way music is made. Them too, mm-hmm. just messed the whole game up. I th- I think I saw, I think they released a session files of Ocean Eyes. I might, I might saw a TikTok <laughs> on it, and it's crazy because they're, um, Billy was like seventeen when that was released, oh. and. 15. 15? Yeah. 15. And Phineas was fairly young, too. Yeah. And to see that amount of work going to there, it's uh, like the modulation he was using, like the the expertise he had. Sheesh. It's crazy. Crazy. Uh, yeah, he has a, a dope uh, interview on And the Writer Is, that podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That guy, that like, definitely just gave me a new understanding of like how gifted he is like wow. it's crazy the the stuff that stuff that they do together like their whole workflow it's so fun man yeah there's some there, there's some dope, dope people oh another song that i i've really really been liking i guess a set of songs james blake has been killing it this year 
Ooh. going crazy. Ooh. Oh my god! <laughs> talk about talk about a white dude that black people love. Yes. Oh my yes. To so come back, Jay's Blake is a white man that can. Dude, I'll never forget hearing a case of you for the first time, mm. and just oh my goodness, oh my goodness. <laughs> what was that one track? Uh, oh, it was on um. <laughs> oh, I know what you're you talking about. about you talking about that joint with uh, is that the one with Chance? Oh no, that's a, that's, it's a, that's a different. No, that's life around here. Life around here. Yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. Oh my god. I'm trying to find My my first, I think Chance introduced me to James Blake of Life Around Here. Then, do you remember those rumors that like, oh, James Blake and Chance Rapper are going to live together? They're going to make a whole album and stuff. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to all of us uh, for just being all up on a doggone blog. Just yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm still like that. I'm like this though. Like, yeah, same thing, honestly. But yeah, that's when Chance was. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> We got to get into it. We got to get into it. Speak it. Uh, what happened to our boy? Y'all? What happened? Yo. So for anyone who isn't listening, I think it was this past weekend. It was like a week ago or whatever. Uh, Chance's old manager, Pat the manager, which like, what a funny name. Uh, <laughs> Straight to the point. <laughs> I don't know if y'all saw just another interjection in the story of an interjection of a story. Uh, Dion Warwick, she's on Twitter now, and she had tweeted at Chance. It was like, "All right, Chance, we need to talk about it. Like, why is your name Chance the Rapper? Like, why do you need the rapper in there? Like, we get it, you rap." <laughs> I was dying. She was, Grandma energy. Right, she was like, "Yo, we're we're getting to the bottom of this right now." Yeah. But back to it, Pat. He has sued uh, sued Chance for three million. Three mil. Yeah. Three mil. Because uh, homeboy dropped the ball on a big day, and uh, was not uh, was not holding up his end of the bargain, as it sounded like, and. I would love to get y'all's take on the situation. What went through your heads? What are y'all feeling right now? Because I know we've all had our our chance fanhoods over the years. Coco, you go ahead, bro. I just <laughs> <laughs> when I first saw it, I thought it was a joke. I was like, "Oh, this is like like a shade room like topic, right?" Just a like a little thing to get your get your attention. But no, completely serious. I just I wonder what soured it because. Pat, the manager, like, you look back at Chance's old videos, like, from Acid Rap days, like, you see him there. Like, he's been his manager for a minute, or at least been in his, yeah. his circle for a minute. I, <laughs> I want to know, like, is this a, is this like a, a, a lawsuit that has, that has ground? Like, is he allowed to sue him for making a, not taking his advice and stuff? Like, what, what is the actual lawsuit? Well, this book right here, all you need oh. to do in the music business is, uh, it's, uh, man, 
so most managers and artists have a handshake agreement. <laughs> if you really bump with somebody and you really find a manager that you love, most of the time it's a handshake agreement. And that is what Chance and Pat have. I read into it and they have a handshake agreement. And in the state of Illinois, they can you can still make money off of a lawsuit, like in a lawsuit <clears throat> on a handshake if there were parties involved. Um, so Chance's dad, uh, Chance's brother, they were all in Chance's like business group when Pat was found by Taylor, Chance's brother, to manage him way, way back when. The problem with Chance is Homie is living off the fact that he made Acid Rap, which was one of the craziest mixtapes that we had heard in 2013. And And then on top of that, he had gotten the attention of our father, Donald Glover, and uh, (laughs) and, then... Got to go on. <laughs> and so then, you know, so all of that keep snowballing. You have a manager that knows what he's doing. Pat is so good at getting into rooms and shaking people's hands because they had the whole save money movement. They made Vic, you know, Mensa famous. They've got Peter Cottontail, who's Chance's main producer, keyboard player. And the list goes on of all the Chicago, like, totally that are crazy. And Chance basically is the, the, high, the highest person putting everybody on make color and book you get the apple music commercial all this stuff chance has been promised promising us an album since color and book right homie didn't start making the album until four months like four months before it dropped <laughs> this oh, man <laughs> like <laughs> your album's gonna be buns it shouldn't be buns bro you set up for failure dog <laughs> Like I saw this video of this dude saying, "Like, how are you gonna tell us how great marriage is when you've been married for two days and made an album about it?" <laughs> he legit waited till he got married. It was like, "All right, now it's time to start writing." Ugh, it's so sad, dude. I was so mad at not a chance necessarily. Like, I'll deal with him later. But I was <laughs> mad at all of his like friends and bandmates, like. Peter and like sticks and those folks who were like all up on the timeline and were like the big day is like the craziest album and like okay understandable like you had a hand in it you're you know chances your boy you're being nice but like y'all ain't got a cat y'all know damn well what y'all did in that room and here's the thing is first listen to the album I was like oh this is cool this is very different it's really it's a really crazy alternative weird album Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in full chance fashion but let's just talk about the fact that hot shower is a thing that we got this uh before hot hot shower um let's talk about the fact i like do you remember i like that song like but i also love death cat for cutie so you're gonna mm-hmm. you know, i think that's the only reason i like the song uh let's go on the run i like that song i don't know it just sounds, it sounds like we're, it sounds like me and my homies were all drunk at the crib and we decided to make some yeah. songs and we just put it out. It doesn't sound complete. My jaw dropped when he said, peanut butter jelly for baseball bat. Peanut butter jelly for baseball. I, I was like, this can't, this can't be what I've been waiting for. Oh my God. For years. This can't be a, a, an art, an established artist debut. Like to, for comparison, 
Victory Lap was Nipsey Hussle's debut project. Mm, yeah. Amazing. Before that, he was dropping EPs and mixtapes. Right. Same thing with Chance. EPs, mixtapes. We have Surf. We have Coloring Book. We have Acid Rap 10 Day. Mm-hmm. He comes to <laughs> drop an album called The Big Day. And we get this. And I, like you were saying, like it's very experimental. It's very grand. But I think it was just too much at the same time. Like we had skits, we had we had a a, a slew of features on it from different genres. It's mm-hmm. such a waste of dream features. Exactly. We like they, mm. to have like Gucci Mane. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Randy Newman, Nikki, Megan. Uh, who else is on here? Shawn Mendes, SWV, and S- Vogue. Wow! Like, to have like. Some of the some of the best to ever do it on an album, and just to not utilize those to the best of their abilities, is it's heartbreaking. Really, it is. It's a rush. He rushed it, and not only did he rush it, I feel like he really they didn't think through the fact that it's like, yeah, we made all these songs. This is cool. These were all good jams to start the idea for the album. Like you know, like. Mm. Like, I guarantee if they would have sat on that album for a year, then Peter Cottontail, Nate Fox, all these producers, like, oh, his name's not anymore. His Nico Seagal. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I will not say. <laughs> Bleep that out. Um, <laughs> so you got all these people that are amazing producers. I guarantee, like, Coke, you know you make a beat one day, you go back the next day and you're like, okay, this isn't trash. Yeah, <laughs> I know what I'm gonna do in a couple of days to make it better. Mm-hmm. Like, I listened to some of the songs that I originally were gonna put was gonna put on the album for me, and I'm like, you know, like that dog on um, what's homie the basketball player the swaggy oh, Pete? Nick Young, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the question marks. <laughs> make that face, and I'm just like, there's so many things I need to make mm. better about this, right? I'm glad I didn't just go ahead and release this album for no reason. Oh, <laughs> the reason it's it's is 22 songs, bro. So long, reason, like, bro. Reason, tw- like, dog. You know they were just like, all right, these are the songs we got. Just ship them, ship them. Yeah. <laughs> there ain't no way all 22 of them made the cut. Ain't no way. Yeah, bro. Like, I. And, and, the, and the craziest thing is I remember when it came out, when it dropped, everybody was like, the big day just came out. I remember my phone blowing up because everybody knew I was the biggest Chance the Rapper fan. Mm-hmm. Like, my phone was blowing up like, yo, these first bars are crazy. This is some of Chance's best. Because you know what? When somebody's that famous, they doo-doo don't stink. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They can, they... True. They, True. Like, that first... Gone. <laughs> Everybody was like, yo, this is crazy. And then I listen to it now. I'm like, what is he talking about? Nothing. It sounds like right. Turbulent. Yo, I was I was cooking. I was cooking homies in the group chat <laughs> when they started coming through with the oh my gosh, the big day. Like, I can't believe it. Ah. And I'm like, I don't know if we're listening to the same things. Yes. <laughs> this is some hot trash, hot water. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a lot of things that could have been done to even if they didn't do a second take on songs or like leave these ones on the cutting room floor, 
there's a lot of things they could have omit on the album itself to make it more of an enjoyable experience. Hundred um, percent. At least, at least they could have done that. But at the very least, but I think we can all say we expect much more mm-hmm. of Mr. Chancellor Bennett that we were not given. So I don't think that Pat's uh, Pat's take on the situation is too far off from yeah. what it probably was. I don't either. And I think that, uh, I don't think there's going to be any, I think there's going to be a settlement. It's not going to be $3 million, but I think there will be something. I'm interested to see what happens because Chance has a history of just being butthurt when somebody says that something he does isn't great. Mm-hmm. And so, um, this just wasn't great, bro. It wasn't it. Dude, uh, when's he going to stop wearing the three hat? <laughs> he, three more bad songs, I guarantee that. He's <laughs> like bald, like Common. Yeah. <laughs> Common, <laughs> Common kept wearing those koofies, and we saw what happened to him. Bro, America Badu got a hold of Common and just changes. still <laughs> 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 Eric, I th- that's another funny thing how Erica Badu can change an artist like Common, Andre, um, Jay Electronica. Like, as soon as you meet up with e- Erica, you know, yeah, yeah. your third eye is open. Ooh, yo, you gotta get Dr. Sevi <laughs> and Dr. Sevi and um, Erica Badu to do like a, a brunch. Hold up. So we're all right. We're all on. We're all on Clubhouse at this point. And Koku, you sent me a screenshot of, of a what was it? A it debunking said Dr. debunking Doctor Sevi. Doctor Sevi. Did you did you hang out in there? Oh no! I I screenshot it. I screenshot it and dipped. Doctor Doctor Sevi was um um. Uh, a herbologist, a, a nutritionist, mm-hmm. um, that yeah. that Nipsey Hussle like big up a lot because he believed in holistic healing and oh, whole yeah. food medicine and stuff like that. But I'm a I'm a big fan of that. Of course, I would love for a more greener earth and a more environmental friendly diet. But 100%. when <laughs> when you get to the point to say like. Oh, if your leg gets cut off, eat a carrot, and it's gonna grow back. Yo, homie looked like um the black Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> and that's what I was gonna say. I knew it, bro. I he, knew it. <laughs> he looked like um who's that dude that played Jamie Foxx's uh uncle or whatever on the Jamie Foxx show? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo. Y'all remember, um, was it <laughs> Dawson from um, Street Fighter? The Yoga Flame. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's Dr. Sebi. Uh, oh my god, yo, shout out, shout out to Dr. Sebi, man. <laughs> shout out to that young, man, young Alfredo Sebi. Alfredo, <laughs> that's the funniest part. This, this man's real name is not Dr. Sebi. His real name is Alfredo Bowman. 
<laughs> Alfredo. Hey, man. With a name like Alfredo, you know you're going to be something special. <laughs> you got to know it, man. You got to know. Wow. Yeah, I just went on his website, and the first thing I saw was $750. It wasn't even like the product. It was just like a money symbol. And said, <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right <laughs> just to use the website yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll buy whatever you're selling man <laughs> it's like some 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 goat weed yeah. yeah i don't i don't think vitamin c tablets can cure covid19 at this point <laughs> like we need <laughs> bro you selling emergency for 800 bucks yeah. i can't dog yeah <sighs> Get your, get your money, black man. Hey. Yo. <laughs> they, gotta, they gotta carry on his legacy. Oh, man. Black man. Get your Oh, I feel like some, I saw something recently with Charles Gambino and Awaken My Love. It might have just been a random post on like one of those hip-hop Instagram accounts. Mm. But when I first heard um, Redbone, I thought it was like like voice modulation. I thought he was using some type of effect. But when I saw him perform, I think it was on Letterman or SNL or something. And like he did it live. Blown away. Bro. I never heard a voice like that. Yeah, man. I just, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my day. Like if I ever get a chance to meet that man, I won't, like, I'm just going to be like, (laughs) (laughs) I thought the screen froze. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey man how you doing i'll be like you are <laughs> I, yeah we talk we talk about him i think drake gambino and and dr sebi are the three people we talk about the most <laughs> on this podcast yo now chance got a full segment man thanks a lot chance thanks chance you ruined it Right, dude. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> um, yo, I was uh I was laughing the other day. Elliot Wilson, he works for uh works for title, music, music journalist, hip hop culture head. Uh, but he had posted on his Instagram a picture of Pusha T holding his baby. And I was like, yo. He's the one who has been hiding a child. He was coming to Drake with all this, all this smoke. And Pusha T is out here with a full-blown toddler. It's it's a double standard, man. It's a double standard. Dude. I don't know if y'all saw that there's, so uh, I mean, talk of a Neptunes-Kanye West collab. Whoa. Oh. Uh, for Pusha, like produced by them too, for Pusha T. Um, so Neptune's Kanye West produced a whole album for Pusha T. And the quote on Control Now, which I don't know if I can, uh, I don't know if that's a, a solid source, but uh, my homie sent it to me and he was like, Yo, and I was like, As excited as I am to hear Neptune's and Kanye West be in a room and make songs together, I'm just as upset about how let down i could be <laughs> by mm-hmm. by pharrell kanye and chad hugo being in the room together uh 
But at the same time, I'm like, did we lose Alex? Oh, this has been happening. He's going to pop back in. Don't worry. We got uh, him. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah. Like, I, the thought of that immediately is the most amazing thing I ever heard of. Because Neptune pushed the Tierra by itself. Crazy. Amazing. Then we got Kanye West's um, good music, um, Pusha T era. Crazy, amazing. So combining those two eras together, I, I would love to hear it, but at the same time, Kanye's been on his hit or miss. Nah, nah, nah. Let's just say that. Um, not. That was my least favorite song of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> if we're ranking, that is definitely on the bot. That is worse than Hot Shower. That is... <laughs> Dude, I just want to know if we can get no malice on the track. Ooh, that'd be a, no malice. There's gonna be like some if Pharrell and Chad are there, Pharrell's gonna be like, Come on, push. You know, we need, we need malice in here, man. I was like, Man, get you and then push. He believes in God, huh? <laughs> and then push a tease, gonna look deep into Pharrell's skin, get blinded, and be like. <laughs> All right, whatever you want, man. You get hypnotized. Whatever you want. That's why Chad don't talk no more. It's <laughs> <laughs> like constantly like glazing him over. I can't see my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and he dropped that new uh, he dropped that new skincare line, mm-hmm. that human race. I was like, hmm. might you know? Did you see? <laughs> I actually have like four screenshots of him and Tyler, the creator, on uh, IG Live talking about it. Really? <laughs> I just screenshotted them together. I don't know why. I was like, this is weird, but honestly, I like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I will. Any picture of Tyler that I come across, I save. It's like a weird, just a weird thing I do, but I, I love him. Dude, hold on. I'm about to send this one in the. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. This one's going in the chat. My 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 problem with celebrity skincare products is like you know they're not using it themselves. They have some yo yes. They have some nanobots or some super alien cream they're using. Uh, <laughs> I started thinking about um old girl, old lady body. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> what? Hey body. Uh, uh, what's name, yo? Oh my god. Uh, the B. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yo. Why am I Kiki Palmer? Kiki Palmer. <laughs> yeah. Well, <Wow>, body wash. <laughs> oh my god, yo. My wife looks at me like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, it just makes me laugh. <laughs> That commercial. <laughs> it's so damn funny, bro. The uh, it's the thirst, thirstiest time of the the LeBron James and drum <laughs> Sprite commercial, bro. And drum. That's the on right now. I want drum to come back. I love drum's project. Um, with um, I think out of time and um, Cash Machine and all those tracks. He had a track of Erica Badu. Bro, oh, drum. Got, what's up? Drama's crazy, man. When drama crazy. First, he had a he had a song on Chance the Rapper, Coloring Book. He had so special or special. Oh, 
Yeah, it is. True. <laughs> I love John because like he's one of those like his voice is like polarizing. Like sometimes it sounds good, sometimes it sounds bad, but Hell yeah. There's, it's like everybody's drunk uncle at the party. Mm. Like, so, yo, he changed his name. Is it Ryan? not? Did y'all know? No. Nah, it's is it cranberry spread. Shelly FKA drum. No. I think. Alex, yeah. stop. He's at Shelly on Instagram now. This can't S H E L L E Y. Shelly. <laughs> this can't be real. Hi, I'm Shelly, and I have a new album on the way. Oh, he didn't introduce <laughs> himself, did he? How you spell Shelly? How's he spelling it? Oh, his, that's his real name. S H E L L E Y. Shelly's his real name. Shelly F FKA Drum is like FKA Twigs. <laughs> His name is Shelly Marshawn Masonberg Smith. He works out. Damn. His middle name got a middle name. <laughs> oh, wow. He was born in Germany. I feel like that's hella random. I feel like there's so much. I didn't even know it happened. See? <laughs> Drum, we need you back, bro. Drum, please. Bro. Yeah, it's so good. That Cranberry Sprite commercial every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. I'm like, there was a uh, SNL joke at one point with, uh, what's his name? Oh, Keenan. Black Keenan, where he's like, when did, when did the Sprite become a black soda? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I love that. But they always got like Vince Staples in a commercial. Obviously, they had like Drake mm-hmm. doing the whole like face contorting <laughs> robot joint. <laughs> and then all the like LeBron. Uh, claymation commercials they've been doing it's so random this it like doesn't make sense because he's like uh and then lebron's voice comes in he's like do you want a sprite cranberry (laughs) (laughs) voice memos he's like do you want a sprite all right and it's like a it's like a black family with a cat and a dog i'm like damn this is this is pretty rare (laughs) i feel like you never get like both (laughs) <laughs> oh my god damn hair to be everywhere right. yeah true <laughs> they don't play that yeah well the cat jumps on the tree in the commercial and then i think like something lands on the table in front of the family and like nobody is cussing no grandma's like pulling out her <laughs> her spatula ready to whip something the hair. Like, the grandma <laughs> <laughs> on on the LeBron. Of, uh, I don't even know what y'all gonna name this episode because we've talked about everything. But <laughs> on the effed up commercials, have y'all seen that dog on Cole's commercial where the black grandma is at the in the house by themselves and the little white girl and they're looking at each other in the um in the windows and then the grandma gets coronavirus and like leaves for a little bit and and the little girl's all sad and then the grandma pops back up and she's got like a a hospital uh like. The first time I watched it, I literally looked at Tiff and I was like, F that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Bro. Why? Have y'all seen it? I don't think so. No. It's a Coles commercial. And so they used the song. Um, why? Body, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. It's just Megan twerking through the aisles. <laughs> <laughs> she's got she's throwing Cole's cash. 
It's, oh my god. Hot shower. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, dog. It's like so they use um that Kermit the Frog song. Uh, uh, why are there so many songs about rainbows? I'm pretty sure that's oh something. That's I'm, sad. But yeah, so it's a little girl like. Bro, I gotta look this up. Yeah, and the grandma's like, "Hey, how are you?" And the little white girl's like, "Good." And she's like, "What's your favorite color?" And the grandma's like, "Green." What's yours? And then the little girl puts up hers, and the grandma doesn't show back up. Just some random black woman across the street doesn't show back up. And then it's Christmas morning, and the little girl's like looking out the window. Next thing she knows, the grandma looks just like <laughs> like she's tired. <clears throat> And immediately I looked up like the write up on the commercial and everybody's like touching loving commercial from Kohl's. And I'm pretty sure um, uh, it's just like there's these write ups talking about how amazing the commercial is. I'm like, bro, F that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it one bit. Now, there's something about it. Maybe it's just because it's like uh, like a, a black grandma. Just how did she get COVID? Like, I just want <laughs> I want to know. The- right, we need to know. And why is and then the the thing that she asked is, to the little white girl is, "Did you get everything that you wanted?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, she gets." <laughs> of course, <laughs> she been getting everything she wanted. That's the issue. She's not in trouble at all. <laughs> Worry about yourself, grandma. You everything you want, grandma. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh gosh. my god! It's always on us, you know. Oh, <laughs> Y'all didn't know I was gonna come in here talking that talk. <laughs> nah, this is what we needed. This is what we need. This is the uh, this is the Black Liberation Hour of the podcast. <laughs> if you're still here, <laughs> we're not shopping at Kohl's anymore. Kohl's is canceled. <laughs> Kohl's is canceled. Koku is canceled. Yeah, all the, everybody. Canceled, all the K's bro. are canceled. <laughs> K's are canceled this year. The KKK, <laughs> everything. Right. Crisp, I don't even know. I was about to say. Crispy Green. <laughs> Crisscross is canceled. <laughs> Hold up. They're, they're, they're legends. Yes. Yo, Special K is canceled too, bro. Hey, man. <laughs> I was never a Special K fan. Bump Special. Nah, me neither. I feel like that. But I didn't mess with that, uh, that Raisin Brand Crunch, though. Ooh. That was crazy. I was, with the with the oak with the oak clusters, uh, <sighs> Cheerios guy, let's go. That's that hits. Oh my god, Cheerios get the job done. Yo. Oh my, I would still put sugar in them joints too, like on the low. Like still put sugar in the honey nut Cheerios when them things are already sweet. I can't condone that. I cannot condone that one, oh, bro. I can't condone Cheerios, man. What? It's the smell. There's something about the smell that just like <laughs> it smells like uh it smells like uh like early childhood Bible class. <laughs> like when you went to Sunday school. They pass up the kids' Bible open up the Bible and it's just like, ooh. Why does it smell like Yes? Yeah, it smells like vacation Bible school. Yo, but Thank you so much for coming on, JT. It's it's it feels good to have returning guests. It feels it makes us feel official. And we you, are you you were like our yes. second guest, right? Wow, was I really? I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, that was episode two. 
Oh, episode two of the twenty. Oh, this is, I thought I thought it was twenty two. This is twenty three. <laughs> I'm about to say this will be like a nice twenty three. Two, 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 two. Still, anyway, thank you so much for coming on. You know, we love to have you on. You're one of our brothers at the podcast. Our brothers in life. Yeah, bro. So thank so you. So Facts. So honored. Um, you got some stuff to plug. You were talking about a upcoming album. Let's let's hear let's hear about that. Uh yeah, so album hopefully coming out in 2021. We got a lot of crowdfunding to do. The thing I will plug is my Patreon. Uh, Julius tends to go to my Patreon. Uh, you can give three dollars a month, and I will start putting demos up there, pictures. I talk about a lot of things I talk about on here. Like I'll type up about you know just random music I'm listening to. Da 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 da. Um, yeah, just Patreon. I'm this. The whole all of us being creative and doing this thing uh is is being creative and being an artist is important to me and i feel like i'm finally at the point where i have the ideas to be able to do that full time but i can't do it without the people so if you want to subscribe to my patreon i give three dollars or more or less a month then that would be beautiful because that's makes it a lot easier for me to get this out and done hell yeah and I would say, yo, as a as somebody who's been following JT for a while, been friends with JT for a while, uh, this man is incredibly talented. And, you know, he shows up, he shows out, he cares about his craft. And so it is a worthy investment, especially at a time when, you know, so many people are, uh, you know, are struggling or trying to trying to make ends meet and all that. So definitely, definitely uh, support your local artists, especially the ones that you really love and appreciate. That's real. That's real. Uh, Episode 23, man. It's your boy, Alex. Uh, You know, I've been out here washing my hands, Uh, you know, been, been, been using my sanitizers. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go by uh, Clean Corny King now. So uh, when you see me in the streets with my mask on, y'all y'all know what the deal is. Clean Corny King. Clapping. Uh, but I'm at at Lewis Alex Ten on on all the socials. Throw your throw your tens up. Throw your tens and, uh, up. <laughs> come come holla at your boy. Come <laughs> come ride with me. <laughs> and you know me. I ain't been following the rules. I ain't been socially distancing. I ain't been wearing my mask. I've been out here kissing people. I've been out here licking sidewalks. I've been moonwalking. I've been a smooth criminal out here. So I'm going to take the crown as the, <laughs> the short, nerdy king. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, we got, we got Dirty Dan on the pod today. <laughs> I'm Dirty Dan. I'm Dirty Dan. If you want to see me and my dirty ways, you can check me out at Kenny Samoa. That's K E N I. So filthy. <laughs> Yo, that's a, calling someone filthy is disrespectful. Like, <laughs> that's filthy. That's so much higher than dirty. That's, that's true white woman talk. <laughs> Dude. You're filthy. Get in the shower. Um. <laughs> True white mom. My dad used to. My dad used to say frowsy. Whoa, like, I like that. Smell frowsy. Frowsy. <laughs> frowsy. Ronda frowsy. Like 
<laughs> it's like outside. That's all I would get. I didn't smell like outside. I didn't understand that until I got older. And like, I remember I smelled myself for the first time. I was like, wow, I, <laughs> I smell like outside. Yo, Yo I, I smell like, I smell like grass blades. Walking. You said like, what? My little nephews be walking there from outside. I'm like, ooh, hey, man. <laughs> I care that. Your head smells brown. <laughs> smell earthy. Oh, my God. I was Dr. Sebi. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a doc, Dr. Sebi natural cure. Smell holistic. <laughs> Jay, where can they find you oh at? Oh, my God. Uh, at Jay Tullius on everything. You know what I mean? Um, just uh, I, I feel like I'm a, I'm a good follower. For if, if you want to know who sampled it, you know, Ooh. where the sample comes from, come follow your boy, you know? I like that. You know, and, and I mean. also, uh, also peep the boy on peep the boy on TikTok. Peep Ooh. me on TikTok, yo. Theme songs, theme song king. You know, <laughs> <laughs> run for a while. So my, my favorite one you did was the "As Told by Ginger" one, bro. That one, blew. yo, it was so weird. That was a classic. That was Macy Gray. Classic. I had people coming <laughs> coming at me for uh, Macy Gray slander, bro. <laughs> I had a few DMs for like, yo, Gray like that. I was like, what? That's how she's saying it. Yo, I didn't. I, <laughs> I didn't know Macy Gray Hive was out here like that. <laughs> like I didn't know they were joking. Damn. I was ready to ready to clap back. I was like, "What?" And deep on TikTok. Yeah, bro. Crazy. And we're about to get. Yeah, we're about to get dragged by Macy Gray Hive. <laughs> what if Macy Gray called me? That would be the best call. I mean, good call. <laughs> that that would be the raspiest call ever. Bro. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Is this? Hey, JT. <laughs> I saw what you did. To- I'm like, what? I saw what you said, baby. Oh, that- hey, yo, what you did last summer? <laughs> Amazing. I'm trying to walk away. Yo, that song slaps. <laughs> yo, true. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a classic. That song put me to sleep when it came on. I was like, all right, time to. Call it at night. Yeah, like that's when you knew uh, that was the last show on Sundays before <laughs> uh, Nick and Knight came on and you were mm-hmm. to totally. And then it got had... by Zoe 101. And Ooh. that's when I'm done. And then I wake up. I wake up every morning, 6 a.m. with Doug on. Ooh, yeah. Watch that. Oh, yes. Start the day. Beautiful. But y'all know what it is. Episode 23, Alex Lewis, Coco Asamoah, JT. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. Peace. Peace.